Job, chapter 1, the prologue. Job's good life. There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job, and that man was blameless and upright, one who feared God and turned away from evil. Seven sons and three daughters were born to him. His possessions included 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, and 500 female donkeys. In addition, he had a very great household. Thus he was the greatest of all the people in the east. Now his sons used to go and hold a feast in the house of each one in turn, and they would send and invite their three sisters to eat and to drink with them. When the days of their feasting were finished, Job would send for them and sanctify them. He would get up early in the morning and offer burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job thought, Perhaps my children have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. This was Job's customary practice. Satan's Accusation of Job Now the day came when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also arrived among them. The Lord said to Satan, Where have you come from? And Satan answered the Lord, From roving about on the earth, and from walking back and forth across it. So the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? There is no one like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and turns away from evil. Then Satan answered the Lord, Is it for nothing that Job fears God? Have you not made a hedge around him and his household, and all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands, and his livestock have increased in the land. But extend your hand and strike everything he has, and he will no doubt curse you to your face. So the Lord said to Satan, All right then, everything he has is in your power, only do not extend your hand against the man himself. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. Job's Integrity and Adversity now the day came when Job's sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house. And a messenger came to Job, saying, The oxen were ploughing, and the donkeys were grazing behind them, and the Sabaeans swooped down and carried them all away, and they killed the servants with the sword, and I, only I alone, escaped to tell you. While this one was still speaking, another messenger arrived and said, the fire of God has fallen from heaven and has burned up the sheep and the servants. It has consumed them, and I, only I, escaped to tell you. While this one was still speaking, another messenger arrived and said, The Chaldeans formed three bands and made a raid on the camels, and carried them all away, and they killed the servants with the sword, and I, only I alone, escaped to tell you. While this one was still speaking, another messenger arrived and said, your sons and your daughters were eating and drinking wine in your oldest brother's house, and suddenly a great wind swept across the wilderness and struck the four corners of the house, and it fell on the young people and they died. And I, only I alone, escaped to tell you. Then Job got up and tore his robe. He shaved his head and then threw himself down with his face to the ground. He said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will return there. The Lord gives, and the Lord takes away. May the name of the Lord be blessed. In all this Job did not sin, nor did he charge God with moral impropriety. Job chapter 2, Satan's Additional Charge Again the day came when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also arriving among them to present himself before the Lord. And the Lord said to Satan, Where have you come from? 
Satan answered the Lord, From roving about on the earth, from walking back and forth across it. Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? For there is no one like him on earth, a pure, upright man, one who fears God and turns away from evil. And he still holds firmly to his integrity, so that you stirred me up to destroy him without reason. But Satan answered the Lord, Skin for skin, indeed, a man will give up all that he has to save his life. But extend your hand and strike his bone and flesh, and he will no doubt curse you to your face. So the Lord said to Satan, All right, he is in your power, only preserve his life. Job's Integrity and Suffering So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord, and he afflicted Job with a malignant ulcer from the soles of his feet to the top of his head. Job took a shard of broken pottery to scrape himself with while he was sitting among the ashes. Then his wife said to him, Are you still holding firmly to your integrity? Curse God and die. But he replied, You're talking like one of the godless women would do. Should we receive what is good from God and not also receive what is evil? In all this Job did not sin by what he said. The Visit of Job's Friends When Job's three friends heard about all this calamity that had happened to him, each of them came from his own country, Eliphaz the Temanite, Bildad the Shuite, and Zophar the Narmathite. They met together to come to show sympathy for him and to console him. But when they gazed intently from a distance but did not recognise him, they began to weep loudly. Each of them tore his robes, and they threw dust into the air over their heads. Then they sat down with him on the ground for seven days and seven nights. Yet no one spoke a word to him, for they saw that his pain was very great. Job chapter 3. Job's dialogue with his friends. Job regrets his birth. After this, Job opened his mouth and cursed the day he was born. Job spoke up first and said, Let the day on which I was born perish, and the night that said, A man has been conceived. That day let it be darkness, let not God on high regard it, nor let light shine on it. Let darkness and the deepest shadow claim it, let a cloud settle on it, let whatever blackens the day terrify it. That night let darkness seize it, let it not be included among the days of the year, let it not enter among the number of the months. Indeed, let that night be barren, let no shout of joy penetrate it. Let those who curse the day curse it, those who are prepared to rouse Leviathan. Let its morning stars be darkened, let it wait for daylight but find none, nor let it see the first rays of dawn, because it did not shut the doors of my mother's womb on me, nor did it hide trouble from my eyes. Job wishes he had died at birth. Why did I not die at birth, and why did it not expire as I came out of the womb? Why did the knees welcome me, and why were there two breasts that I might nurse at them? For now I would be lying down and would be quiet, I would be asleep and then at peace, with the kings and counsellors of the earth who built for themselves places now desolate, or with princes who possessed gold, who filled their palaces with silver." Or why was I not buried like a stillborn infant, like infants who had never seen the light? There the wicked cease their turmoil, and there the weary are at rest. There the prisoners relax together. They do not hear the voice of the oppressor. 
small and great are there, and the slave is free from his master. Longing for death. Why does God give light to the one who is in misery, and life to those whose soul is bitter, to those who wait for death that does not come, and search for it more than for hidden treasures, who rejoice even in jubilation, and are exultant when they find the grave? Why is light given to a man whose way is hidden, and whom God is hedged in? For my sighing comes in place of my food, and my groanings flow forth like water. For the very thing I dreaded has happened to me, and what I feared has come upon me. I have no ease, I have no quietness, I cannot rest, turmoil has come upon me. Psalm 29, a psalm of David. Acknowledge the Lord, you heavenly beings, acknowledge the Lord's majesty and power. Acknowledge the majesty of the Lord's reputation. Worship the Lord in holy attire. The Lord's shout is heard over the water. The majestic God thunders. The Lord appears over the surging water. The Lord's shout is powerful. The Lord's shout is majestic. The Lord's shout breaks the cedars. The Lord shatters the cedars of Lebanon. He makes them skip like a calf, Lebanon and Syrian like a young ox. The Lord's shout strikes with flaming fire. The Lord's shout shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The Lord's shout bends the large trees and strips the leaves from the forest. Everyone in his temple says, Majestic! The Lord sits enthroned upon the engulfing waters. The Lord sits enthroned as the eternal king. The Lord gives his people strength. The Lord grants his people security. Revelation chapter 10, the angel with the little scroll. Then I saw another powerful angel descending from heaven, wrapped in a cloud with a rainbow above his head. His face was like the sun, and his legs were like pillars of fire. He held in his hand a little scroll that was open, and he put his right foot on the sea and his left foot on the land. Then he shouted in a loud voice like a lion roaring, and when he shouted the seven thunders sounded their voices. When the seven thunders spoke I was preparing to write, but just then I heard a voice from heaven say, Seal up what the seven thunders spoke, and do not write it down. Then the angel I saw standing on the sea and on the land raised his right hand to heaven, and swore by the one who lives for ever and ever, who created heaven who and who was in it, and the earth and what is in it, and the sea and what is in it, there will be no more delay. But in the days when the seventh angel is about to blow his trumpet, the mystery of God is completed, just as he had proclaimed to his servants the prophets. Then the voice I had heard from heaven began to speak to me again. Go and take the open scroll in the hand of the angel who was standing on the sea and on the land. So I went to the angel and asked him to give me the little scroll. He said to me, Take the scroll and eat it. It will make your stomach bitter, but it will be as sweet as honey in your mouth. So I took the little scroll from the angel's hand and ate it, and it did taste as sweet as honey in my mouth. But when I had eaten it, my stomach became bitter. Then they told me, You must prophesy again about many peoples, nations, languages, and kings.